Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful that you tune in every day at 11.15 a.m. to the Encounter Radio Show. So grateful for your support. For more information, you can just email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org. Bill at thehopeencounter.org. Thank you for your support as well, too. For more information, please go to The Hope Encounter, T-H-E-H-O-P-E, encounter.org. And you can find information there about how you can support the ministry of Encounter. This week on the Encounter Radio Show, I've got a dear friend of mine, Doug Flynn, a former professional baseball player, but more important than that, a longtime friend. Uh, I met Doug at an FCA prayer breakfast, oh, about 25 years ago, and uh, and my life has never been the same. We have mutual friends that speak into our lives that we've met. We have we have eternal relationships that have been built and created from that prayer breakfast. We go back a long way, don't we, Doug? Yeah, we. I have to say one thing to you first before we get started. How you doing? Uh, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> I remember the first time I met you, and this guy came down with his accent, and I went, "Wow, I played ball in New York, so I kind of heard a little bit of it." And uh, but it was that 25 years ago. Yeah, we started that little prayer group. Started with I think three or four people. Started growing. We moved from a little restaurant over to the Springs Inn, and I think some of the guys are still doing it at the Campbell House right now. So I talk about this prayer breakfast a lot. But Doug, you were with a group of guys that started that thing. Uh, and who who were some of the guys with you? That's well, Max Apple, of course. Yeah. Max, I met Max through Special Olympics. Then he got involved with the FCA. Uh, and Keith Madison, who Keith and I were teammates in 1972 with the Cincinnati Reds in the minor leagues. And we kind of then, of course, he came here to start coaching in 1979, I believe, and was here for 25 years as a baseball coach. So, you know, we these were the core group, the three of us that we would call, we would text, we would meet, and then we started bringing in guys like Dave Jeffries and – and other monster folks started hearing about it and says, this is something I need. I don't have a group that we're meeting with. And and I, I really didn't know the value of accountability at that time, Bill. And it changed my life, too. There are a couple of things. 84 was a life-changing experience when my wife and I went to it and realized that we were just piddling around with uh, the gospel. And if we wanted our marriage to work, it was going to have to be based upon biblical principles, period. And then I said, all right, I'm back in town, and I love going to the clubs, and I love singing, and I love getting up on stage, and I love having a few drinks. And I thought, you know, this is not exactly what this is supposed to be about. So I needed some guys to hold me accountable, and they still do to this day. But people say, what is accountability? Well, it's people that know you but love you anyway. That's and, right. And, <laughs> and then you came in, and we could tell right off the bat, they said, uh-oh, this guy's destined to be a preacher. <laughs> and uh, you even called me out one time, and I was having breakfast one time, and I I went, "What's the deal? I'm not I'm listening with my ears, not with my mouth. Then when my eggs get cold, and I said, "Oh my goodness!" And then when you went away for a little bit, and and I will tell you, you have been an absolute blessing since you've been back in town to me and Olga. Uh, your sense of humor, uh, your delivery with your sermons, uh, everything is right down my alley. If you know what I mean, I'm. I don't take a lot of things real, real serious, and if I can find humor in it, I'll do it. And maybe that's a defense mechanism. I don't know. But 
since uh, you and Carolyn came back, I tell you, you are just, it's monster. You got us into meetings at church. I mean, I'm going to do in grace marriage meetings. Uh, I love being a part of the church that you and I belong to. And so, you know, I love you to death, buddy. I love you too. And we're grateful to be a part of Church of the Savior who sponsors our radio show and uh, grateful to be a part of Grace Marriage. We've had Brad on the radio show. Brad, yeah. uh, Brad's just a, just a great guy, a good, great friend from Owensboro and uh, loves being a good friend. And when you talk about being a good friend, that's, you know, you love someone and you love them enough to challenge them yeah. uh, to be the best that they can be. I, well, you know, the, it's the folks that you can ride down the road and you think you got everything going pretty good. I can remember a specific thing, which I share often in my testimony about accountability. And I had been offered a little uh, show up for a free appearance to come down and speak to a little small group of people. And I went, oh, yeah, I'd be glad to do it, which I was. Well, shortly thereafter, I got invited to go do a golf event, and they were going to pay me $1,500 or $2,000 to go to. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm hmm. So I'm headed down to this little group, and I told the golf people I couldn't do it. As I'm heading down there, boy, Satan's just beating the tire out of me. And so I pick up the phone, I call Max, I say, Max, I'm struggling. i got to go down there and share my faith. And right now, it's a little weak. And he started laughing, and he says, yeah, he said, uh, well, why don't we just pray about it? And so he prayed for about five minutes as I'm driving down the road, and I walked in, and when I left that place that night, I was the one that was blessed. And, and that's so cool the way God works doing that stuff. It's, it's amazing what happens when we run errands for the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah, that's right. like that. It's never what we think it's going to be, but God always has something better. And he goes so much further, doesn't he? Oh, my goodness. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget, uh, I, I was away for a while, and I con- uh, contacted Max. And, and I'll remember the first one of the great accountability questions that Max uh, presented to me one day. I, he said, Bill, how you doing? I, I gave him the usual answer, doing good, I'm blessed. And, uh, and and he would say, what would your wife say? Amen. Right? Amen. What would your wife say? Yeah. If yeah. I were to call her right now and ask her the same question, what would she say? I told him, when we first started meeting, <laughs> I said, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, because you're right. Your wife knows everything. and uh, But that's my wife. She is a rock. And, and her leadership early in our marriage to get us to go to uh, – uh, conference uh, and then to be going to church. Uh, you know, I had to almost be retrained because I'd have got in, and when I was in baseball, we had chapel meetings on Sunday and they last 15 minutes or so. And then, you know, throughout the week, you know, I was the typical center. <laughs> and I mean, I just, so when we got married, we said we, we got to change this whole thing. I mean, it's got to be changed. It's got to, what does God say about what your marriage is supposed to be like? How are you supposed to act as a Christian? And there's a freedom there that when you know that you've been saved and you know that God loves you unconditionally, there's just a freedom there to be. You can still be who you are, uh, but you will find out that God starts changing the people in your lives. He starts changing your actions, your thinking, the whole thought process. And I went, it's so cool because I sit back sometimes and go, man, I know I don't deserve any of this. And, And how do you do that? That is so neat. And I think one of our biggest problems, Bill, as Christians, we don't look for God speaking in our lives. We we ask him stuff, but we don't wait to hear an answer. And through going to Church of the Savior, it's got me reading through the Bible in a year, but reading it in a way that uh, I'm not just reading words. I'm sitting there saying, all right, God, what are you trying to say to me today? And that's not just, what are you going to take care of this week or this month? No, i got to have it daily, and I need to be sharpened daily. 
It's amazing how many people I've spoken to that, that come to me and say, Bill, I've never heard the voice of God. Mm. One that tells me that they're not in the Word of God mm. because God's constantly speaking to us through yeah. His Word. Uh-huh. I know He speaks in a variety of ways, yeah. but I believe that the number one way He does speak to us is through His Word. Gosh, if He were to speak to me audibly, it might scare the heck out of me, <laughs> but thank goodness He does it through sermons, through music, yeah. through friends, through yes. you know beauty of His creation. Uh, I, I wrote out today on my prayer chain, I said, for some reason, I'm riding down the road today, and I feel unbelievably blessed, and it's not me. I didn't do nothing, and because I sometimes had uh, uh, tough decisions or trying to separate joy and happiness, and you know, there's I tell people, I said, you can still have the joy without being happy. I'm not happy. I lost both my parents last year. That my sister disappeared in 1977. I'm not happy about that at all. But I know that. I can still have the joy that Christ gives me and by him living in me. And I tell you, that's it's when you try to explain that to somebody, you often get a kind of a funny look. And uh, no, I still, there's times where I'm a grumpy guy. and uh, But I don't want to ever lose that joy because it's taken me a long time to realize what it really meant to have that. So uh, I'm counting on you and others to make sure that I keep that. Well, joy is, some, is a gift that we have that we can have despite what goes on around us. Yeah. And the Bible tells us it's actually a command. Uh, it says, "Be joyful in all, in, in everything. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah. It's the will of Christ Jesus for us." And uh, sometimes we forget that it's actually a command. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes we look at those as suggestions. I yeah, think I know. <laughs> it's actually a command. But joy is something. It's a gift, and what mm. joy is different from being happy. Yeah. Uh, and God wants us to be happy, but the world's perception of joy is is to be happy. Uh, but we can have joy in, in the midst of tragedy mm-hmm. uh, because we know that our trust is in something beyond ourselves. And having been to three funerals in the last four months, when you go to a funeral of a person that you know is going to spend eternity in heaven, it's so different than when you go to a funeral of someone that you know that doesn't know the Lord. And I... Th- I don't know who we had a speaker one day at the church, and I don't remember who it was, but he said, uh, I have, he looked out to us and he said, you know what, me as a person and you as Christians, we have to make it hard on our friends and others that we're around to go to hell. That's right. And boy, that stuck with me. And when I see people now, you might get mad, but I got to tell you, I, I have to tell you once anyway, and then the rest of it's up to you. That's right. There is that, and that's the gospel. That's the gospel of grace. That's the truth. There is a heaven, and there's a God that loves us that doesn't want us to be separated from heaven. Yep. And but and there um, and there is a hell, and a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And uh, it's, not, it's not like we talk about it all the time. But there's a choice, and that's what it comes down to. See, it's not real love unless there's a choice. Yeah. And otherwise, it's just manufactured. Well, the thing about the Bible, it gives you an absolute yes and an absolute no. Yes. An absolute right, an absolute wrong. It's not an opinion. This is the way it is. And a lot of people say, well, you know, there's there's people that don't believe that. Uh, okay, that doesn't make it right or wrong if they don't believe it. I mean, but when the Bible says it, and they'll say, so do you actually believe all of the Bible? I said, well, I either have to believe all of it or none of it. I mean, because you can't just take pieces out, especially when it says that all Scripture is you know, inspired by God. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I said, I do believe all of it. So you want to tell me that those waters were separated and they went across on dry ground? Yes. You want to tell me that Christ was born from a virgin? 
Yes. And I said, just go through there. You want to tell me that a man got eaten by a fish and he lived? Yes, I'm telling you that. How's he do it? He's God. That's all I know. He's God, and I believe it. And that's faith. Yeah. And that's how we're saved, by faith, believing that God can do these things that, that, he, that he was, he is, and he will be, mm-hmm. and he'll always continue to Amen. be. Amen. And, so, and, I, and, I, and, and I love that. So you've got a strong foundation. We've got a couple minutes left on the show today. Um, uh, you've got a strong foundation of faith. You talked about Olga. How has she influenced your faith? Well, she's the one that got me to go to the first Bible study when we just been. We got married in '82. We've been traded to Texas Rangers. They had a Bible study. We went and we, uh, John and Carol Weber, led it in Texas, and they were just monster Christians. And they let us know it's okay for y'all to argue. It's okay for you to have struggles. That's all right. It's going to happen. Now let's see how do we work around that and how do we work through that and then what do we base that relationship on. So we did that, and uh, then we went to a conference in 84, Pro Athletes Outreach Conference. We got there, and that's basically when I realized I need a personal relationship with Christ. You know, I had all the head knowledge and everything, but I really didn't know Jesus as my Savior. So that's when that really turned us around. Then we just started getting involved with more organizations, more involved with the church, and start reading a little bit more, start hanging with more believers. And we just, you know, but she was she was the rock that really got us started. And now uh, I told her the other day, I look over and, you know, especially we'll sit back in the back sometimes because we like sit back there and cuddling during church. Is that wrong? That's absolutely not. Okay. All right. So we'll sit back there and we love to, to sit there. And I went, and she doesn't like that. She's not a touchy-feely person, but I am. And I'd like to get her real embarrassed. You know, you make this work, baby. I'm probably going to vote to get in a kissing section, too, in there somewhere. Oh, I'm all for it. Yeah. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Well, Doug, I want to thank you for being on the show. Hey, friends, tune in tomorrow. I'm going to have Doug Flynn on the show once again. Thank you again for listening to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser. And all this week, Doug Flynn. God bless you.